back to Bigger Than the Score with Peter Ferguson on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back to 93.7 The Ticket, Bigger Than the Score. This is Peter Ferguson with Peter Ferguson, BHS LLC. Joined on the ones and twos with Mr. Harrison. Mr. Harrison, how can they get in touch with us if they have an interest? Yeah, absolutely. You guys can always join the show or any of the shows going forward, 402-464-5685. That is the Sardar Heyman text slide. You can always stop by, too, at 1040 O Street. Uh, I'm not sure if the mill is going to be open today. It might be open here at 8 o'clock, but uh, or excuse me, 9 o'clock, but I'll give you an update nonetheless. But definitely check it out. You can meet some on-air talent. Uh, we'll have some later guests in as well. But nonetheless, also streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Allo Channel 951. Good way to put a face to the voice. Awesome. Well, we're also joined in studio with two special guests. We've got Jeremiah, Scholar Jeremiah, and Scholar Asia. It's almost weird calling you Scholar Asia because uh, Asia's about to be getting a grown folk job yeah. as, as an adult, but I'm still going to, she's always going to be a scholar to me. But uh, both of them are aspiring future educators in, in some form or fashion, but also just talked about their involvement and the things that they were doing. Um, as we kind of you know, on the theme of the show of just kind of as you're looking at being a, a potential educator, talk about something that has happened to you in education. That's a moment that really sticks out to you that you're like, this was like, I hope every young person experiences this. Asia, I'll start with you. Um, honestly, I think that one of the most like privileged experiences I had was to take world experience um, at Lincoln High, which is a class part of the pre-IB program. Um, that Carolyn Goodwin and Shauna Meyer created from brick and stone. Like they created it from the ground up um, and made it everything that it was. Um, but that class really taught me how to instrumentally and like critically think about my life and the reality in front of me. Um, and just recently I went back to go and visit because conveniently enough, I had a practicum right. at Lincoln High to observe some multilingual learners and I had to stop in to see some old faces and, um, hearing uh carolyn goodwin tell me you've really stepped into your element you've really stepped into your person and who you are um that changed everything for me and i had nothing to do but credit her for the thinker that she shaped me into from being in her class and being in her presence um and so i would say that that is one influence influential experience that has shaped me wanting to become a teacher is being able to be told that I kind of stepped into my element in that I had been there, but being able to see it now as reality um, was everything. I think that's something every every person, but it's definitely every scholar um, should get to hear that, yes. that um, yes. you have this and you're stepping into it and, and who are those people um, that will support you in that process. So Jeremiah, what about you? A, a moment or um, just an occurrence that's like, man, I, I hope every young person gets this. Yeah, for sure. So at um, my school, I'm also part of the Educators of Color, Future Educators of Color Club, or RU Pharrell, or Reimagining Education for Liberation. Shout out Mr. Martinez and Dr. Morales. Okay. Um, but yeah, so something cool that we got to do, we actually got to go to another school and collab with them about how to improve education, not only in the Lincoln District, but, you know, all of Nebraska. And that was really cool. That was really cool how we got to collab and we kind of shared ideas and we took that with us when we actually presented in front of the superintendent and district officials in Lincoln also. So, and they, they, they heard us out. They heard what we, what we were all about, what we had to do, what we did, what we were doing in the district and for our school and what we hope to achieve, which is to return to 
you know, bring back students of color, um, not only in the Lincoln District, but also all around Nebraska. And, you know, just keep retaining their students of color to increase the uh, the number of educators of color. And wow. that was that was pretty cool. Powerful. You you both talked a little bit about just connections with people. Um, you mentioned Dr. Amanda Morales, who is a um, professor at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Um, Don Martinez. I mean, we can go down the list. Dr. Van Price. Um, I want you to share a little bit about why do relationships matter? Why do relationships matter for um, for people, but more so for scholars um, as well as you know just families? Jeremiah, I believe that relationships matter just to build a more inclusive environment, not only in the classroom but in the school. Like when you have a deeper relationship with the student, that not only fosters more learning but also more connection with the student, and you know it makes them learn better not only that but also just create a better classroom environment when you have those deeper connections not only as a teacher just giving lectures it makes you know it makes the classroom dry but also you know having those deeper connections you know those deeper relationships with the student fosters better learning you know and better environments awesome asia same question to you why do relationships absolutely matter for for educators especially um i think that this this question has kind of shifted in how i answer it based on you know I mean, I'm still a scholar, I'm still an academic, but when I was in Jeremiah's shoes to where I am now as a pre-service educator, but I think that relationships matter because our students live lives that contextually we aren't always going to resonate with um, or that we aren't going to understand. Um, But I know that in my experience, I had so many teachers who took the time to ask me about myself, ask me who Asia was, um, that now as I think about myself as a pre-service educator, I might as well just say educator because I'm right yeah, yeah, there, right go. on I'm the gonna, end she's as an sign, educator. She's ready to sign that contract and yeah. get paid at the end of the month. And on that yeah. note, I do want to get to the Sarder Heyman text yeah. line because this one's well said from 2140. Excited for these future educators. Love hearing their experiences they've had with teachers that have helped them grow. So important to help guide these scholars from where they are to where they want to be. And that is absolutely true. I think we all got a few uh, people on the back of our heads when we think of those mentors, teachers that we all kind of think of like they had a massive part in shaping who I am today. Awesome. Awesome. Appreciate that from the text line. So Asia, tell us, you know, what brings you joy? Um, and, uh, and I just in general, but what brings you joy as you think about being, or uh, you are about as you are an educator, what brings you joy about that? Um, I think relationships, like mm. the relationships I have developed with students. Um, and during my time when I worked at Belmont Community Center, um, shout out Emily Koopman, Levi Eggers. Okay. <laughs> um, when I worked there, the relationships that I built with those students um, was incredible and such an experience to learn from them. And I think about my 10th graders at Southeast right now um, who just are bright minded individuals with laughs every single day um and being able to be at the front of the room as a leader for them but also getting to learn from them is my favorite thing um about being an educator and the joy that that brings me awesome jeremiah same question to you what brings you joy about thinking about being an educator definitely i i resonate with asia so much not only does um laughter in the classroom brings me joy but also like the connections you know the different perspectives and being from such a diverse school i've got to network so much and just to connect with so much diversity and so much in inclusion and diversity in my school that it's just amazing that the connections that I've built, the networks that I've, you know, strengthened through just being through that diversity and those relationships and those different perspectives that I've gained is just amazing. 
Awesome. Fantastic. You know, as we, we talked a little bit about the Educators of Color Summit that you both were a part of on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, um, had, you know, thanks to the University of Nebraska-Lincoln and the partnership with Lincoln Public Schools. Also, thank you to 93.7 The Ticket, who was a supporter of the experience um, for both the reception and then also the experience on Friday. Um can you share with us what are what are what do you think are some of your best ideas for meeting the needs of Nebraska's diverse students as an educator? What do you what what's the, what are some of your best ideas that you feel like this state needs to take on to ensure that we meet the needs um, of our ever growing diverse scholar um, population? Jeremiah, we'll start with you. Uh, sure. Um, something I think that we should create definitely more of an environment and space for educators of color because. We don't have those spaces, you know, those or those spaces are very sparse or slim. And I feel like once we have that type of environment that can nurture more future educators in Lincoln and in the Lincoln district for Nebraska and for Nebraska education to build those more um, educators of color, not only in the Lincoln to nurture more. Um, so, yeah, that's what I, I that's what I think that we, I believe and I could bring to that. Awesome. Thanks. Asia, same thing for you. Like, what are some ideas that you feel that educators as a whole need to make sure that we meet the, the needs of our diverse uh, scholar population? Um, I think that one of the things that came out for me before the summit was uh, the, the very question, um, when does the celebration become the expectation? Um, and I think one of the things that we as a state need to take to heart is that, yes, we are weaving our way into these spaces slowly but surely, but we must get to a point where um, it's not thank yous and gratitude and um, thank you for sharing your story, but but that that space is the norm. Um, and so I, I think as a state, I, I urge us to move towards that mentality that um, these spaces where there are so many educators of color matching our growing diverse student population, um, I think it's important that we remember, yes, we can celebrate that, but this should be the normal for us. Awesome, great, no, great points. Um, so as we're going to take another quick break, we're going to come back and I want you to, you're going to get to give some advice. <laughs> you're going to get to give some advice to educators, to young people, but also the community as a whole. Um, and just, you know, sharing some ideas for collaboration and how can individuals to, uh, do self-care. So after our break, we'll come back with Asia and Jeremiah, 93.7 The Ticket, Bigger Than The Score.